0: This is a uh, track B of talking during movies. Uh, this is a uh, so John, you know you just listen to hopefully Mr. Richard Turner talk about himself. Uh, well, not talk about himself. Actually, me ask him questions and just listen to some amazing stories about his life and everything else. This is uh, where my dear friend uh, John Keeling and I we actually uh, we're gonna we talk over his documentary dealt. You know, I prefaced a lot of this with John Pryor. He hadn't really seen it. And to watch the shock and awe of him seeing it is, is absolutely amazing. Uh, you're going to miss out if you don't watch this. Uh, if you don't listen to this podcast while watching uh, to, the, um, to the documentary or just watching the documentary in general. It's absolutely amazing. Documentaries available, Amazon Prime, Netflix, uh, Google Play, iTunes, Uh, readily available I watched on an American Airlines flight from LA to Austin it's out there go find it check it out Uh, Google uh, Richard Turner card mechanic and uh, go ahead and just watch all the YouTube videos you can on him as well while you're listening to this if you don't um, if you can't find Delta you're not readily available if you're at the office you know get on the YouTube and do that stuff so you can actually see what he does Uh, it's absolutely amazing so anyways folks Uh, Here is John Keeling and I talking over the documentary on Richard Turner called Delt. Enjoy, party people. Boom. Father John in the house. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Fantastic. So we're going to do something a little different. Um, This is B of A. I spent the day, I called you, I was so excited. I spent the day with uh, Richard Turner, a card mechanic. Mechanic. We had a movie called Delt. Which now we're gonna watch. You haven't seen. I'm gonna see it again. We're gonna see with the sound off, of course. But um, we're at a minute in. So just cue it a minute, and then minute one, two, three, four, five. So he is. Uh, he's working out, and this is kind of his thing, right? He's worked out forever and ever. Amen. He's absolutely amazing. Um, more, more importantly, so. <laughs> I gotta spend the day with him, so you're gonna kind of see a couple of things. One, there's the Magic Castle in in Hollywood, Ooh, California. Right. So here's what makes him special. And if you if you heard part A, you know this already, but for the people that didn't do part A and want to do part B, um, Richard- My fans. My fans, your fans. There's just, 10 of them out there. There's 10 of them, they just want to hear you. <laughs> he's blind. So he's manipulating cards, he's dealing out cards, he's doing all of these things. He also does this crazy thing where he's like, Blind, beautiful, audacious, blondes, blustering beneath Broadway. Like he's just he has like 20 words for the letter B he does through, through the alphabet. So when I asked him to like cue up the mics, he was like, remember, he does this whole thing. And it's just it's hilarious. <laughs> but he's such a pro, like he does the same thing every time. One of the things, and I you and the reason I wanted to do this with you is not only because you're in town and I love talking with you, but also there's a level of dedication, right? Yeah. So w- he spends, on average, 13 hours a day with a deck of cards in his hand.
1: That's crazy, like he's fanning cards, I couldn't do that in my wildest <laughs> dreams, the way what he's doing right now.
0: Yeah. They're so precise. Now look at that mustache though. Oh, that was beautiful. Now there he is dealing, from the bottom and from the middle. And you're seeing it in slow motion, and it, he's dealing to people. I mean, this is, I, I told him, so he's blind, He can deal cards, and he's a sixth-degree black belt. And what I said to him is I said, how come Stan Lee hasn't contacted you? How are you not a superhero? Right? Yeah. I mean, there's a moment here where you're kind of – look at him. He's just laying down. He's in the car. He is a superhero. He's a superhero. He's a fascinating individual. That's his home. That's where he swims, right? He's cutting decks. He's doing things all with one hand. It's absolutely amazing. So the reason this is B is because – I went and I, t- I tried to do Ocean's Eleven with him and I ended up just being so enamored by what he was doing that we maybe touched on the movie twice, which is fine. And I don't care about that. I don't care about the movie in the background. And by the way, the guy's blind, so he couldn't watch the movie to cue up things anyways. I was kinda yeah. keep- and I got lost in his stories. And then I was like, wouldn't it be interesting if we then did B, where we watched his, with of course no sound on, but we watched his documentary about him and in this documentary, right, you get to see him for the first time. Yeah, I just spent like three and a half, four hours with the guy. I'm blown away. But this is the opening scene. He's with these two ladies, and he's chatting with them. One thing that's amazing about him is he doesn't he doesn't carry himself as a blind person. No, like when you look at his
1: facial expressions, like this is probably a gross generalization, but sure. you see blind people kind of they have a similar movements with their head and. They, you're like, okay, that person's obviously blind. If you're looking at him, the way he's interacting with people,
0: and you would never know he's blind. Never. And look at the way he's manipulating the cards. He's yeah. just going through cards like crazy. And just, it's so natural. He said one of the things, one of the shuffles, one of the things that he's done, he's done over 100 million times. Jeez. Oh, I mean, just think about that. He said he's performed it in front of over a billion people. In There's only life.
1: one thing I've ever done in my life 100 billion times.
0: Who? Million. (laughs) Well, maybe there's two things. No, there's two. Who can be? there's three. No, there's three? Damn it. You can guess the other. I'm a horrible guesser. But I I, I love the people, right? So he's doing, he's, he's, he, I I find, I don't know what I find more fascinating. I don't know that I find his story that he can do this blind Mm -hmm. more fascinating. Or the fact that he removed blind and he's just doing it still impressive I mean still couldn't do it myself yeah you're just he's adding a layer of difficulty to something that doesn't need to be added no but he's also so there's Jack Goldfinger his magician friend Uh, and he's you know he's always like is that his real last name I mean I gotta go with Goldfinger right one of the things that missed the podcast was Ping Pong Freddy <laughs> <laughs> it was, Ping Pong Freddy's not in the documentary, but Ping Pong Freddy as well. He's Ping Pong Freddy, and he would lose to uh, lose card games. Shocker! Ping Pong Freddy would lose card games to this guy, to, to Richard Turner, and uh, he would pay him back in uh, in beautiful uh, art. And uh, so he has art all over his house. This crazy beautiful art from all over the world, from all these different time periods. Because that's how he collected his gambling. That's how he collected his winnings. Wow. Yeah, he was like, No, I don't want to take your money. I'll take this priceless piece of art instead. Can't tax that. It. Can't tax that. It's a gift. It's a beautiful He got the paperwork for it. But he's just, he's, he's, what he shows and what, where he does this in slow motion is like, I'm dealing from the middle of the deck. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And he was doing this, and I showed you a video earlier, and I'll post the videos. He was doing this in front of me while he was telling the story it is so second nature. Did, yeah. did Were there ever elements of basketball that became second nature for you? Not for me. For a <laughs> lot of people, <laughs>
1: I had to work my ass off at everything, my whole way through. Yeah. There were things. I mean, you got to where things in the game, you had things that you just did that were, your just body knew what to do. You weren't thinking. And, that, mm-hmm. and that's why you train, to get yeah. to the point where you don't think. Um, but I feel like he's at a level where it's the Jordan effortless, you know? He's at
0: that, he's like Michael Jordan of cards. It's interesting, right? So by the way, they're talking to these two audience members, and because I've seen this a couple times, right? The two audience members are like, is he blind? Like, they didn't know. Yeah. They said, that sometimes he just didn't make eye contact very well. He's like, no, he's blind, he can't see, he goes, he, he said, imagine, he told me at the beginning of his life, imagine you had a hat in front of you. So you can see the periphery. There's a dark spot in front of you the whole time. It's, it's, it's just, it's absolutely fascinating. Here's the more inter- here. here's one of the interesting parts, and, and the story goes through this, right? So he's getting his eyes checked. He is, um, it's something like 20 over 500. Like, Legally Blind is 20 over 100 or something, right? Yeah. He's 20 over 500, so he's not seeing a lot. Uh, you know, his pupils don't dilate. Nothing happens, right? It's just, it's all black now. He, he yeah. can't see anything as far as sight goes. We talked about this and they don't address this that well in the film, no offense to the filmmakers, I mean they had to deal with, they followed him for four years. Wow. But he's got this, he can see colors. He doesn't see blackness, All right? So we were talking about this earlier, it's fascinating and I'm gonna butcher it, so uh, Richard, I, I apologize, but he doesn't see blackness, he sees colors and he see pr- it's almost like what I thought of as, as DMT. I, the, the DMT experience where like, I see prisms, I see colors, I see yeah. this, and he sees that naturally. He just cruised along. that, I was at the house. There's the house I was at today, On This side, And something, nothing happened. And nothing happened. But it's <laughs> like, I mean, we just, you know, he, he, he walks around his house like he owns it, but he's just, look at all the cards. He says, are, like, oh geez. Yeah, no, this is a closet full of cards. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a lot of decks of cards. And he is—he's a—he's a—he's a—a uh, consultant for the number one card maker in the world. And here's the crazy thing about it: he gets cards with nothing printed on them. So he goes to church every Sunday. Okay. And he doesn't want to be a distraction. So he just gets cards with nothing—nothing nothing printed on them. And then he plays with those during church. So it looks like he's playing with pieces of paper. Interesting. And it's just white pieces of paper, but. He wants to feel them and he's a he's a touch expert, right? I mean, he doesn't have any sight. He's manipulating cards without seeing them and can pull I'd like them to and say taste whatever so he So am me. I. You are with the ladies, one hundred percent. I mean, but it's just folks, you, you can't unless you're watching this with us, you really can't understand. There's his dog, um, Judah. You really can't he's shredded, bro. He's I mean, he's he told me, by the way, I'm all over the map, because I'm so excited about this, right? But I'm all over the map. But he could curl his body weight. He curls 168. Oh,
1: he uh, makes me feel bad about myself in every, <laughs> every single level.
0: Every single level. Every wow. single level. His favorite show was
1: Maverick growing up. Classic. James Garner, right? James Garner. Can what? we give him some love too? Because he oh. he, I feel like he doesn't get the respect he deserves. I
0: love James Garner. He's amazing. James Garner... You know was and is an amazing actor right and that was and that's what initially fueled him moving from art to playing cards was watching maverick wow that's cool i mean hey powerful television it it inspires
1: hey james garner made me cry when he cried in the notebook for real every time james garner cries in the notebook when his wife has the sundowners moment yeah every time waterworks. every time water just
0: blowing down and unashamed unashamed as yeah. you should be um, michael keaton my life Ooh. when he shaves his dad every time you mean waterworks water crying but i don't know i, I think this is interesting right and, and you brought up michael jordan and it's 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 very accurate but in in the sports let's think about the sports that are someone spending 14 hours a day just playing with cards, shuffling, moving yeah. cards, doing something. You're gonna get good. You're gonna get really good, but who has that discipline? And who has who can get good
1: at it blind? That's that's <laughs> still the crazy thing. You have no way of really knowing what card it is, but you, he knows what card it is. Yeah. I don't. I can't. I can't wrap my head around that. You can't. And you, it's because he. I mean, he has a, obviously a gift that probably. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the world doesn't have.
0: Like Michael, like Joe. Yeah.
2: well
0: that was weird. Who um who do you hey, they're at a magic convention yeah. and doing all this? By the way, when you're when you don't have to do magic, right? And you got some guy like he's got a gopher and he's like, Look at my gopher, look at me pull the rope. Like these assholes are pulling rope and they're doing they're doing silly stuff like that. But you know it's magic, right? Yeah. He's like, Oh look at me. He just has cards. Yeah. And he's- boring. They're performing tricks. Yeah. He's got skills. They're exactly, they're performing tricks and he's not allowed to touch a, a deck of cards in Vegas. I asked him, I, you know, so I asked him, I said, the why in the road? This is this, my, my big thing. And I thought we were gonna go a little longer on this and he, he kind of nipped it in the butt. But um, I was like, the why in the road? What made you choose entertaining people versus hustling people and playing poker all over the world being the blind dealer and almost like white men can't jump, right? You're Willie yeah. Harrelson, who's your Wesley Snipes, what do you got going yeah. on? You'll you take twenty percent. And the first thing he says, What? I'm sorry, why do you think I didn't do that? And then I was intrigued. I'm like, oh, so he goes, but he goes, I like to talk to people. I like the wow of people, I like to feel their energy of excitement. I wanted to entertain. And he goes, when you're just taking money from people, it's just sad. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> it just gets depressing. Because <laughs> the only time it's fun is when someone says, I know who you are, you deal cards to me, I'm gonna catch you. Like, have been caught? He's like, no. Wow. But the confidence, I can't imagine the confidence, especially when you're blind. Yeah. I, 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 I can't understand. Um, so his, his, his son's name is Asa. Uh, And he he really wanted his son to follow his footsteps. And kindly he says, you know, my son is smarter than me. He's not following my footsteps. (laughs) But he's just, you know, you you look at this, he does everything in front of people. He doesn't hide anything. He's just dealing in front of people. So once again, we got Michael Jordan, um, Jack Nicklaus Golf. Yeah. Who's our, who's our tennis player, is it Roger Federer? I have no idea.
1: I, I mean, would like to say John or, McEnroe or because Pete's, I just love us. Or, or
0: Pete Sampras. Yeah. I think Pete Sampras is one of the most money. I think so? I mean, someone's going to be like, no, he
2: has it. You yeah.
1: People are going to call us liars. You're, well, us you're liars.
0: Okay? Yeah. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself and you're lying to Pete. Pete's got a private jet. He flies around everywhere. I don't so have a got, private jet. You got Pete. Um, who in boxing? Muhammad Ali? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Muhammad yes. Ali?
1: I will not say Floyd Mayweather.
0: No, I can't. I mean, he's—he's I mean, he's talented, women. but you can't hit women. No, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. So you yeah, Floyd. By the way, uh, in this show right now, he's talking to a deaf person in sign language, looking at them. He's blind. He knows sign language. It, so once again, I just pause for a minute. He's talking to a deaf person. Sometimes deaf people are afraid of blind people. Well, no shit. Because they can't talk to them. Here's a blind guy, signing. Okay, well, let's just, t- I mean, people. You're like, get off his job. No, I'm just warming up.
1: I will be dangling from his short and curlies <laughs> for the rest of my life, proudly. He,
0: proudly. I'm gonna make a nest. So, first of all, sign language is hard enough by itself. Yeah. So you want to learn sign language? Oh, he's doing the, the, the vision figure. thing. Yeah, the vision thing. So, folks, for you know, let let me tell you about the vision thing. So, break it down. He sees colors, and he can write in colors in his mind. And what I mean by that is, is his when he can't see, but he has colors that he's always seen, and almost like a whiteboard, he can draw his fingers in the air and make the letter J. So when he wanted to remember my name he wrote like he would in the air, Jason. And then those colors matched and spelled Jason that he saw J A S O N. Yeah, And then he like clicked his fingers to make it like a camera capturing it. Then he's like, I'll never forget it. And then he did the same thing with my phone number. And there's this is this recollection memory thing that he has where he draws it. And because of his, he's blind, he cannot see, but he doesn't, he's not in darkness, he lives in color, which is very rare. So cool. It's crazy. And so when when you're watching the movie and you're seeing him move his hands, he's moving his hands to understand what's in front of him. Because there's something about his mind even though he can't see it. Like I think you said sonar or radar. Yeah, He like color sonar. Color sonar, he can sense it and, and, and you'll get different colors from different people. Sonar means acid. Oh, dude, it's, a, it's fascinating. Yeah. And I know I'm butchering this, and it's it's, it's um, CBE, I believe, is, is what it is. If you guys heard uh, Podcast A, you'll know exactly what it is, because I was really fascinated by it and what um, what he was able to do. But the funny thing is, and we're going over his childhood real quick, he started out he was an excellent artist. And the one thing I asked him, I said, because of your, where you're at in your blindness now, and this very rare condition that you have, or even in, you don't live in darkness, you live in color. And you see things and can build things in your mind with different colors. um, Did that, you know, how did that work? Do you think that part of your brain was on when you were an artist? Because he was winning awards for his art when he was five, six years old. Wow. He would see a picture once and then he could recreate it in full color on a palette a day or two days
1: later. So he had vision as a kid is what it's
0: looking like to me. And then yep. it
1: slowly got worse and worse and worse. Up
0: until, I think he was eight years old and then it started, and it, it, they're showing a, an example of this. Right? Like how it went. Yeah, and back in the day, uh, he, he got bullied a lot. Um, they called him Magoo. Remember that cartoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Magoo? Probably because had glasses. He didn't, didn't wear glasses. Oh. So he wouldn't wear glasses and he would not let anyone know he was blind. For the longest time, it's not that he was mad that he was blind, He thought he didn't want it as a crutch. Yeah. He would rock climb. He would run across rivers. I mean, (laughs) first of all, I don't rock climb. (laughs) And I have full capabilities of all of my, I mean, I got a little arthritis, but I got full capabilities. This guy was rock climbing in his 20s. Jeez. His black belt, by the way, and this, they don't get into this part. I mean, he got a, he's, he's a sixth degree black belt, as we talked about. What I didn't say is where he got his black belt. Chuck he, Norris? No, so he didn't go to Chuck Norris's school. He went to the competing school that was so violent, they would not do the competing school in America for threats of lawsuits, so they did it in Tijuana. So think about that for a minute. Chuck Norris was such a pussy that he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow anything to happen. Oh, the lights are going off and on. This is exciting. Yes. Turn out the lights. <laughs> We're going to light a candle. John and I are getting intimate with in this motherfucker. Yes. Uh, no, so he would, um, you know, he plays three-card Monty, by the way. He bends the card. He shows them. He's like, let me show you what I do when I bend the card here. And then he bends the card. He's like, here you go. Then he moves them around, he's like, hey, that's not that's that's the wrong card. Look at this, what's wrong with you? And people's minds are just being people blown. mind, they're just they're absolutely they're just blown. Minds and, blown. Minds jeans blown. creamed. And they should be, right? I mean, it's just it's absolutely amazing and what he's able to do. But so he had this Tijuana he was in Tijuana and he's he's doing these um these classes with this uh with this black belt and this uh taekwondo beats karate, beats Jiu Jitsu, like all this crazy stuff. And he would leave with broken noses. And I guess I guess this was back in the 70s, right? There's his beautiful yeah. wife, by the way, Kim Turner. God bless you, Kim.
1: Looks like a sweetheart. She's
0: she looks, very Texan. She looks very Texan, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, but she would um, but he would he would do all this stuff. So one time he went to a Chuck Norris school. Okay. And his group found out about it. He said he came back and they kicked my ass. <laughs> because it was it was it was such a bad thing, like you can't you can't do one or the you have to do one or the other. There's no middle ground. Yeah. And DELT, the name of the movie, is also uh something that he does with um an acronym. Where he goes and speaks by the way, he spoke at Facebook, he spoke at Google, he spoke at IBM, he speaks all over the world at Fortune five hundred companies. And I of course, you know so. I should hope sorry. I mean like do you need an inspiration? Let me introduce you to the most prolific card manipulator in the world, who's also blind. Oh, and by the way, he's blind, he manipulates card, he's a sixth degree black belt, and when he does, when he cruises around and does stuff, you would never know he's blind. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, oh, and Tom's our top sales guy, he's gonna talk to him. Hey, Tom, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Just be quiet. Just let him talk. Just be quiet. She tells a funny story in here. about, I mean, you have to be someone spe- really special, right? But she was, she was chatting with, uh, she's saying, she says on the um, on the uh, documentary, she said, you know, we were first married, one night we were making love, mm. and I heard sweet, cards sweet. shuffling, and while we were having sex with one hand, he was shuffling a deck of cards, a <laughs> <The> nudie cards, <laughs> you know, you know, hope so, right, something. And, and in this part, real quick... Just, I also I don't it,
2: have those skills.
0: I don't have those skills. He likes to fuck with her, and he, by the way, he doesn't cuss, so this, this would probably grossly offend him, that I've already cursed a couple times. I did not curse in front of him there. He's a very Christian man. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're out there in France, and she's like, oh, know." he's like, so what's on the menu, right? So he doesn't have a walking cane, right? And he's like, what's on the menu? And she's like, oh, yes. He goes, can you read that again? All right, start at the top again. And he makes her read the <laughs> menu like four or five times. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating. There's what, the dog. So there's um his sister Lori. Uh, both of them have the same, uh, same same issue. Uh, she accepted her blindness. She knows how to read braille. She uh, she has a seeing eye dog. She's also um like him can see color and uh she's a
1: where she looks like arizona or vegas i think
0: she lives in arizona but she's got one of the largest construction companies up in idaho and really um does a, a smashing job and does like what he does where she can just see things and lay them out and know exactly what's going on once again doesn't look and doesn't act no offense to anyone who's blind but doesn't doesn't have that thing right yeah um he says that probably one of the reasons, you know, there's probably a little genetic part to this. And then outside of the genetics, there's another part, which is the fact that uh, they both got scarlet fever as kids. Ah. something you don't hear about a lot now. Yeah. Not a lot of kids getting scarlet fever, but see, like, she embraces this, right? So she's got her iPhone out. She's like, what's this? It's like, you have a dollar bill. I got scarlet fever after I saw Lost in Translation. I don't blame you. I would get scarlet fever from that. And she gets, you know, she gets on the bus. She does her thing. She's like, is anyone sitting here? She's got her dog. She's really engaging. She goes to the store, but here's the crazy thing. They're both hyper successful. Yeah. And if there's, if there's an amazing point to be made is she embraced blindness. She went after it. She owned it. She learned Braille. She went to the school for the blind. She's got a seeing eye dog. Yeah. She's super successful. He's super successful. He doesn't have a, he doesn't even have a cane. Yeah, what, they, they took two
1: completely different approaches to the same thing and both became crazy successful
0: crazy successful and so when you think about that right it's like where do we i, I guess i look at it you know and, and i work out with a lot of entrepreneurs and, and hang out with them and you see um, a lot of affluent successful people but i guess you know you like yeah. If I if if we put in a room, and my buddy Justin had this idea, and I love this idea, right? You you give you give an idea, you go. All right, I'm going to have 10 entrepreneurs in the room. I'm going to say, here's what I here's my idea. I want an app, or I want a company that builds this widget. Yeah. All 10 of you go make it, or all 10 of you go attack this. Or instead of maybe I want to solve this problem. Yeah. Here's my problem. I want to solve it. Go. If this story tells you anything, it tells you that well, forget the NDA. You're, you're not, your thoughts not original. Yeah. Your solution, your end game of how you get from A to Z is original. Yeah. Right? But the idea is not. The problem's there whether you have a solution or not. Yeah. The problem's there whether 10 of you have a solution or not. It still exists and it's very real. Yeah. However, the end they're both successful one embraced blindness one fought it tooth and nail one was you know his sister excelled in in socially and everything else and and he was bullied and he fought and he was rebellious and he went a little crazy and, and he had a lot of fun yeah right so they went in two different directions but at the end if you're both driven you're gonna get there you're gonna get there and it's it's fascinating to see someone that driven yeah. in the presence. I mean, there's really there's only been two people that I've sat down with where I've just been blown away. I mean, one was sorry, Brett, Tim Kennedy. I was going to say clearly me. Clearly you. <laughs> clearly you. Sir. You know, Mr. Tim Kennedy, uh, who's 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 driven in in a, in a different way, but but very my man strange, crush. But very driven. Yeah. Very very driven. And then you have. Your turn. Who, you know, it's it's different, right? Like Tim Kennedy put himself in positions where he was getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Where he was, where he was getting roughed up, where things just weren't okay. He embraced the pain and loved it. Feeds off him. And feeds off. He feeds off with of pain that comes to him, right? Yeah. Or that he creates. I yeah. should say he feeds off pain that he goes out and seeks. Yeah. That pain doesn't come to him. He goes out and seeks yeah. it. Right. The opposite, Richard has pain come at him, and he devours it. Yeah, Jeez. He just, he goes after it, and he's like, okay, so I'm now, I'm seeing something. He's talking about this, by the way, and this is, he was so upset that he was partially blind, that things were happening. He was holding magnifying glasses up in the sky to the sun to try to burn his eyes out. He was so frustrated. Wow. He's like, screw you, stare at the
1: sun. You gotta put a magnifying glass yeah. up. Let's like, take it up a notch.
0: Let's take it up a notch. And Trump's like, I'd like to do this during a solar eclipse. I just want to see it closer. <laughs> just, want to, I just want to really get a good good, good shot of that. Screw your pinhole on a box. <laughs> I'm an adult. How dare you? But um, you know, as, as it talks about his life and as it goes through it, I guess I, I would ask you, you know, growing up, um, he was picked on because he was blind, right? He was picked on because he couldn't see well. And he talks about how he overcame it, and some of it was art, and when art failed him because he couldn't see anymore see well enough, it became cards, and manipulating cards, and going after that role. Um, growing up, what were, what were some of your struggles? What were some of the things that- Geez. What weren't my struggles? <laughs> Finding shoes to fit. Finding shoes to fit, ah,
1: awkward. You got big old goofy feet, tall scrawny, buck tooth, big-eared, you know, just a big goofy kid. Had the personality though. I, I could, I could charm, my, charm my way out of a lot of situations, and thankfully that saved me. People liked me, yeah. but it, it, oh, until college, I was awkward. It, there is no doubt about it.
0: What um did in some ways did did uh, did basketball save you? Do you think? Yeah, it gave me a focus. It gave okay. me something.
1: Something to focus on, because I mean, but I was at the beginning of that. I wasn't real good at it. I mean, I started playing between fifth and sixth grade, and uh, it, uh, it. I'd say it did. It did save me. It gave me instant friends. Like if I didn't okay. have that, I, I'm very social, but I'm also an introvert, and I was a bit. I was a nerd. I was smarter than a lot of people growing up. I was in math classes two grades ahead of me with my brother he didn't like that and that Love never him. that never went well <laughs> when i'm in his math class with him in grade school i have to come up to my brother's class to do math because i did mine in five minutes and i'm like okay i did today's work and tomorrow's work and they're like oh, oh you okay we need to do something with you because you're getting bored you've now gone home and done the whole book in a night like, oh, I wow. just remember going home and just devouring math. And uh, so I think I was into reading and learning from the time I was little. And obviously, that's not a trait as a kid that really gets you friends. Yeah. Um, so basketball gave me the friends and
0: the camaraderie, which, you know. By the way, watch this. He's going to eat the Dorado's eyeball, he's eating its eyeball. I mean, the guys. Crazy. It's that. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's like, it's like what? Huh, I'm eating an eyeball? You don't like eyeball? It's delicious. It's like, an it's like I'll also eat your soul. Yeah. So so basketball. But what do you? Um, what did you take away? Uh, when it comes to, I mean, do you still read a lot? Do you still devour? What what do you devour? I devour about?
1: knowledge. Okay. Uh, I mean, what I have time to do now is is much different. So when I'm when I have time to sit down and read, I read. So I mean, I probably have a stack of 15 books right now that that I'm working on getting through. And I I, I get on kicks and subjects like lately it's been uh, Native Americans and specifically the like the Lakota Sioux history. So lots of that. So I was just in D.C. with our friend Katura Kennedy. Shout yeah. out to her. Uh, she's about to do some big things in D.C. But hit up the Smithsonian with with her and hit up the Native American one, which I was a little disappointed in. I expected more out of it. Oh, oh. what's up, Doug? <laughs> <tongue? laughs> um, <laughs> and and then went up amazing. to the art museum. So I love museums, history. So I'm always, if I can't read I'm, and I'm on the road, I try to find something interesting. I try to go, you know, go see historical sites and learn about a culture, learn about an area, what happened there. White people showing up? White, yeah. <laughs> Wrecking everything. It's man.
0: Wing just, it. a, just a total theft from the dollar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you want to
1: feel guilty for being a white person. Watch Woman Walks Ahead with uh, Miss Jessica Chastain, who was always in Mo- also in Molly's Game. Yes. Uh, a phenomenal movie about, uh, I can't remember the lady's name, a painter who went to paint a portrait of Sitting Bull and was with him right until his death
0: oh yes I've heard yes really
1: good movie Sam Rockwell Jessica Chastain I can't I don't know the name of the actor who played Sitting Bull but just freaking home run it was it's awesome movie A really good movie nice this yeah. is him
0: doing yeah by the way he has six degree black on credit Jeez. yeah he's shredded so he went through uh, his workout routine I'll uh, share with you his workout routine that he, that he warmed up with Right? Yeah. So in case you're wondering, uh, he warmed up with straight in 12 minutes. He could do 500 push-ups. Jeez. Then he would do, what did he do? He would do 500 push-ups. He ran six miles. And then he did a 1,000 squats. This is all on, on section A of this, by the way. So I'm getting some of this wrong. you like, you just did it, bro. Yeah, well, stop. Uh, then he would do six miles and quarter mile sprints. Um, oh, and he would lift for four hours. Wow. Oh, there's, there was
1: the playing cards.
0: Yeah. Whoa. And then, yeah. And then he would lift for four hours and that's how he would. So he did that preparing for his black belt. These are the things he did. And then at night he would go perform. And I asked him, I said, what did you do? And he goes, oh, I am at least 5,000 calories a day. Wow. 5,000. But that that guy mr. Murphy, uh, his karate instructor, he, he told at, at the time what you know according to mr. Turnit was the hardest black belt to, to, to get because they didn't Tijuana and didn't care and that's just how stuff worked uh, and it was it was super you know just super aggressive uh, but he got it. And they wanted to do it differently. So this is this is what he did. To get, look at him, he's riding his bike, he's doing his cards. I mean, this is fascinating to me. But what he did to get his black belt uh, is he went ten rounds, and every round he got a fresh new competitor. Mm-hmm. So round one, Tom. Round two, Jerry. And it just went boom. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. But it went every person. He goes in the tenth round. I'm exhausted, and I've got a fresh new person ready to fight me. And I said, was it that they just didn't want, they didn't want to give you anything? Like if you're going to have to earn something, you really, really have to earn it. And he goes, yeah, I really had to like earn it in a different way because they're not going to let a blind guy get a black belt. Yeah. They're not giving it to me. I'm, I'm earning Taking it in a different way. Me. Taking it from me. You know, he um, when he was on the karate tour, one of the guys said about him, they said, he, he laid down to go to sleep and he was he had a deck of cards in each hand. He was manipulating and shuffling each card each deck of cards individually in each hand. Just doing stuff. And he fell asleep doing it. His eyes closed and then his hand stopped. He goes, I woke up before him, and I looked over, him and his hand started moving before his eyes even opened. And there he was doing the same thing over and over again. Wow. Over and over again. Oh. One of the crazy things is, and you know, and and I wonder about this, you know, now it's like so this gentleman that's on the TV here, uh Fabulous classes. Di Vernon is um was the best card mechanic at the time ever, right? And what by the time Richard met him, you know, he uh, he couldn't see. So Guy Vernon would show him how to do by, by holding his hands mm-hmm. and he would explain not how he did card tricks or how he did card mechanics, but how he wanted Richard to do them. Wow. And this is redundant for some of you people that heard a, but in doing this, you know, he created this, this monster of, of, of doing things, but more importantly, he passed down knowledge. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, we've got a great group of friends, right? Yeah. But then there's this humbling part where I go, what's the knowledge that I passed down? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like... Grandpa's sweater. Yeah, it's the grandpa's sweater, right? Here's the sweater. <laughs> but it's like, what's the knowledge? What do you pass down? Yeah. I mean, he's got something to pass down. He said there's two card mechanics in the world that follow him, and he's not afraid to give them some some insights, right? Yeah. On 200 years of knowledge, almost, that he's it was a skill or a trade, yeah a skill or a trade. He goes, but it doesn't go away with me because there's videos and if you watch them closely, you can probably figure out what I'm doing. And I mean, yeah. you no, know, you can't. I mean, you've got you to gotta be special, yeah. like he was special. Like was special. Find,
1: He was special. So he found a mentor and just soaked up knowledge from that mentor. So yeah, who are we mentoring?
0: Yeah, and who are you mentoring, but You yeah. have a mentor?
1: Everybody. Everybody? Uh, yeah, all of our friends. Brett, Yeah. I want to talk about sales, uh, the godfather aka Vegas fact checker. Yeah. Um, I mean you just for interpersonals all kinds of stuff, but for interpersonal, current. like how to how to relate to people, how to talk to people, how to interact. Like your your people interaction and conversation skills. Amazing. Like oh, people but people that haven't seen you kind of in the wild <laughs> and see you in the wild. <laughs> see you go up to a stranger. I mean it seems effortless to me. But learning how you approach people, how you talk to people, I mean, you get people to do all kinds of crazy stuff and you get them to just open up. Like they're just walled down. You know, as humans, we have walls and getting those walls down is not easy.
0: Uh, and you're a master of that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's fun. It's, yeah. You know, the, the problem is that it's fun for me, right? Yeah. That's probably the bigger problem.
1: I want to learn organizational stuff. I go watch Chris Mills for a minute.
0: Oh jeez! I, mean, I was his roommate in college. Trust me, Mister Organized. It is. Uh, I um. I mean, I organize my t-shirts in color because of this. Yeah. It, I was just around it.
1: Every friend. I mean, we all. I mean, we have very successful, very amazing friends who are uniquely talented in so many different ways. Uh, and you just try to take from them different things, uh, you know, and just soak up what what your friends know.
0: It's interesting. I am. Um, I'm, I'm always so. I'm always so blessed when you know. Any time I get to spend with you or Brett on the phone, Brett has this innate, innate ability or, to, or this knack to call. Yeah. Like just randomly out of the blue, you get this call from bretter You pick up the phone, you talk to him. I mean, it's twenty years of knowing somebody. You know. um it's, you know, my, my, my buddy Regan in LA, uh, you know, I consider Jane Wells somewhat of someone that I, you know, a, a mentor. Uh, Brooks Bear. Oh, Brooks. Brooks, wow. is just, he's just a smart guy. I mean, he's just, the, the world in, in that he lives in, right? It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy that, of, of what he does and, and what he sees and, and how he does things. Um, he's amazing. So, you know, we're, I think, I mean, you know, for, for anyone listening, one, you know, one of the things that like John does, you know, that, that you do and that Brett does, um, both of you, is because I'm a little bit of a, a reckless and crazy person. Is you know, hey, you guys always challenge me to just be a little better, think things through a little differently, see things. I'll we'll call you up and say, oh, you know, this opportunity came. i be like, okay, well, but hold on, what does it mean? Yeah. What does it mean though? And what's that going to look like for you? Yeah. And how? And why? And you know, if there's advice to be taken, it's like one: if your friends aren't challenging you in some way, oh yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, you can't.
1: I don't want to be around people that don't challenge me. That's yeah. boring,
0: and I don't want to be around people that only pick my brain. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, those are you know you, you need you need those friends and those and, and those mentors and those people that don't see what you're best. Yeah, because that's easy. Yeah. They see you at your worst, they see they see you at your most vulnerable, they see you at the points and the times when you're like, oh my goodness, like am I am I failing at this? I mean, what am I doing wrong? How am I not approaching this correctly? And those are those are the moments. I mean, his his vulnerability that he's grown into, that Mr. Turner's, Richard Turner's grown into from being pissed every time someone said he was blind, he's like, who cares if I'm blind? I'm doing stuff no one else can do. Yeah. Why are you saying I'm blind? It doesn't matter. Stop your nonsense. Yeah. Stop. It doesn't matter. So we went from that aspect to all of a sudden into now he like embraces the blind. He goes out and sees kids that are blind and or other disabilities or yeah. disabilities like his, you know entertainer can can deal you blind you know all the dumb punny headlines yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. else. but he instead you know but to, i guess the crazy thing is he's that talented he was that angry about people calling him blind all of that was happening and he grew past it you know i'm sure his wife helped him in, in some great capacity with oh him. yeah but he he grew past it and he did it right and look at that i mean <laughs> just dude it's just I, you, you guys if you're not watching this film with us uh, you're watch really, it. you're missing out because you're missing out even without sound yeah even without sound to watch him move through cards is art it really is art yeah you know, now to watch him build something brett would lose his mind like right now lucetta is getting frustrated and doesn't know why but you, you're watching him like he's trying to build a shelf, and his son's like you're screwing it in wrong it's at the wrong angle and, and what I love about this part of the movie is is that it shows he's not perfect yeah right it yeah. also is crazy that he's not perfect and he's using a fucking drill with a screw with his hands the money makers yeah these, these 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 10 digits in this palm and the forearms and the wrists that move them he's hammering in nails and he's messing around and for what do pay someone it's not like you don't have money because why not because why not? Because he loves give it a shot. shot. Give it a shot. He loves the idea. He loves the concept. He loves the challenge of it.
1: I love it. Our society has too often seen someone with a disability, and said, "No, you're, you can't do anything." You know, yeah. and man, just not even him, but just uh, with the community I'm involved with in Vegas. Seeing people with disabilities do amazing things and seeing you know when people don't put limitations on them They don't put limitations on themselves and they go do awesome stuff. Yeah Uh, And it's it's just a reminder that okay You can't look at someone with a slight disability as oh They're less than or they can't do things No, They're they're rock stars. They're probably better than us. Did he design this building?
0: His sister did Oh, his sister designed it and knows every aspect. She's walking around, she's like, oh, yeah, and above the window here, are these cool arches, and we have these little hand things. By the way, every scene of this movie, he's always got cards in his head. So she's talking yeah. about the windows. She sees it like he does in these colors. Wow. So when she explains it, and then his son lifts his hand up and she lifts her hand up, he's drawing on his back so he can articulate, he can see in his mind's eye then what that is in a different color. And she's walking That's around, she's like, check this out. And there's a dome across the way. She can't see that dome, but she's looking out the right window because she designed this whole thing. Yeah. I couldn't design that. No. No. Not in a million years. No. Just And she's walking with her dog in between two by fours. Here's the next room. And if you look out the window over here, here's what it looks like. Wow. I it's, mean, I, I guess I would see what one thing and it's, it's probably it's, let's tee it up for easy but let's get it out of the way you know 40 minutes in or whatever into this but um hey folks if you're not inspired and notice by someone who does something like michael jordan inspiration 100 percent. remove the disability if you're not inspired by yeah. what this brother and sister can do yeah you you gotta you gotta check yourself man. yeah you really do yeah because this is this is a different level of you know neither one of them rest on what they don't have no and they and they 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 approach it differently but there's something special man man. yeah i mean you could go sam Tripley conspiracy theory balls deep in this and be like is this not the evolution of humanity the fact that when he talked about, I can look down and put my hands under a table, in my mind's eye, I can see those hands as a drawing moving through cards. Yeah. If I look away, I can't see it, right? But if I look down, I know where my hands are, and I see them. They're like a drawing, and I can uh-huh. watch them move. I mean, is that an advantage or a disadvantage? of right? Is that is that an evolutionary trait that is that you're such a superior person that you can you can Design things in your brain, right? You can design stuff yeah. in your brain. And as long as someone builds it for you, you're okay. Yeah. I mean, he's not building it himself, obviously. We saw him with the hammer and nail, not the prettiest thing in the world. No. But he sees things, and if someone does what he tells them to do, it comes out beautifully. If someone if someone listens to his sister and she tells them what to do, it comes out amazing. Yeah. So then in the evolution of things. Where's our advantage? Where's our disadvantage? The disadvantage, he can't drive. Advantage, he sees things so differently from everyone else, he can accomplish more than anyone else. It forced him
1: into a position where he had to tap into his capabilities. And I think it's like, for me, it's like, bring it back to professional athletes. Yeah. You look at professional athletes and they all generally, I mean, it's a generalization, but the majority of them come from impoverished areas, mm-hmm. areas where that was their way out. So they they were forced to go rely on some natural ability and then work on skills and, and make something of themselves. He was, it forced him to to tap into other areas and other talents and make something crazy happen. Uh, and it's like, man, if, if we all just, found that thing that allowed us to tap into those areas and achieve greatness. Because I think we all have it in us, most people. Some people know.
0: I, I, That's I more. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think most people do.
1: Most people do. We just have to have that situation, that tipping point that, okay, now this this happens and we've got to tap into that and...
0: Do you think there's moments where we have tapped into it? Like I, think, I, I can look at moments. Where I really hit something out of the park yeah just me being me and it's like boom and be like i can't believe you thought of that i can't believe yeah. you approach it that way oh my gosh that's amazing it's like oh thank you yeah but where i'm looking at it from a perspective or an angle of i've done it and i can remember the moments right he's living it
1: yeah every day say for me those moments are any time a girl agrees to go on a date with me that's what it was like can't, <laughs> believe, can't believe that just happened self-deprecating <laughs> son of a bitch
0: how dare you
1: no I, th- I think we all do tap it for moments but it's it's a matter of okay now how do you put a string of moments together and then how do you take it from that and create a lifestyle of tapping into that yeah because that's what he's done He's, I mean, he could have just had a few moments and those moments allowed him to do something that let him survive, but he didn't just survive. He thrived and then dominated.
0: And it's just, it's fascinating. It's. I, I told him we were sitting in his beautiful home, uh, you know, and we're, we're hanging out and, uh, and it was so much fun. I'm just hanging out and I said, I, love, I go, do you ever sit back and think, you're in this house, you got a pool, a beautiful deck that you designed. Two-level deck. It's amazing. A beautiful home you designed. Everything in here is—it's immaculate. It's gorgeous. Fifty-two cards. Fifty-two cards built this, all for you. It's a deck of cards, man. Yeah. A deck of cards and a little thing called determination, built this. And let's sprinkle in a little James Garner. Little James Garner. A little little James Garner influential, if you will.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, no, he went all out with the James Garner. He loved Oh it. yeah,
0: dude. He loved himself some James Garner, yeah. man. I mean he he dressed it up for a while like that. I love it. But it I still would. How crazy is that? Like if you think about it, if you're his kid or you're his <laughs> wife, every time you walk past or you see a deck of cards, that's your that's where you live. Yeah, that's gas. Yeah. that's food on your table.
1: Yeah, that's all these crazy things. You have a much different relationship.
0: Yeah, I love it. They're all working out together. Oh yeah, he says he's never missed it. He hasn't missed a workout in something like twenty two years and something. Ever he says it on the on the um on the movie. Here's the other funny thing: is because he hears so well, you know, without his sight. Yeah, he knows when his son doesn't come down all the way or doesn't push up all the way. He can tell. By hearing the motion and and and, 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 and hearing his exhale, like you're not you're not poking that hard, you didn't do that right. You got wow. you got to feel the extension. But I mean, once again, like Dad's shredded, right? Yeah, Dad's 168 pounds. You can't you can't argue with that.
1: You can't look at him and say, oh, yeah, you don't know.
0: Yeah, look at him. He can still almost do the splits. Wow. And his his son's kicking. He's like, you're not kicking hard enough. I can hear it. I know the snap of the bag. Yeah. I know what the, I know what it sounds like when you do the snap of the bag correctly. I mean look at this he's doing the splits at his age. yeah And what i I don't know, and by the way, i I applaud his son because I don't know as a person my personality, right? for sure. I couldn't live with someone like that.
1: yeah, because he's holding you to a standard. he's critiquing you. And then he's also your dad too, so there's that. Yeah. that there, there's that whole inner conflict we all have with our parents. Yep. Um, well, like and, he's and boxing doing... with
0: his son, and he's and he knows. He's boxing with his son. He's blind, and he's boxing with his son. You know, and his, you know, he, he punches him in the ribs, and he's like, "Dad, you cheated," and his mom's like, "Uh." He's a professional cheat. Like, that's his whole job. (laughs) You know? I mean, he's got to protect his hands. Did you
1: ever see the movie Hot Rod? No, I never did. Oh, my God. We kind of... We need to watch that one together sometime. Okay. He looks like a young Chuck there. Kind of does. The dad... The stepdad and Andy Samberg would always fight. And Andy would always get his ass kicked by the stepdad. Who (laughs) was played by... Oh, what was his name? Deadwood... Oh, uh, the the sheriff from
0: Deadwood, not Timothy Oliphant. Okay. The other, oh, man. oh the the guy who ran the gambling association, the yes. British guy. Yes, he's amazing.
1: Uh, well, I gotta look up his name because I love him. Hold on, you're group. looking up
0: his name, uh, we're going through right now, um, the time when he got his first black belt. Now, mind you, he went back to Murphy every time he won another black belt. He's a sixth degree black belt. They went through ten rounds, a different person every time. He uh, he double taped his hands and then put on twelve ounce boxing gloves. Right. So, wow. but also he wasn't there to survive. He was there to to win. So he trained for sixteen months incessantly, knowing that he had to. Okay, he can do card tricks. Blah blah blah. He's doing karate. And not like shadow box this is full contact yeah box, if you're not watching this he's getting he broke his arm doing this he this is full contact these guys do not want a blind man to get a black belt yeah and they shouldn't right because I mean, then it's like oh you're you a school of pussies yeah I mean the blind guy gets a black belt there he, um, he got kicked in the groin a lot he uh, he broke his arm in the fourth round or the you know the fourth fighter thrown to the ground i mean this is just violent bro look at him they're yeah. just pulling him back he's exhausted he got he got a he got a one minute rest in between every round he said he fought this uh, guy from tijuana that used to rob people he ended up you know he was, he was a cop who robbed people he's drenched in sweat he said he hated every moment of it until he won yeah and then everyone cheered him on and there's his black belt See, it was one of the greatest accomplishments of his life. And does it, I mean, listen, if it sounds like I'm a fanboy, yeah, I'm a fanboy. Yeah, how can you not be? How can you not be? The guy fought 10 different people. 10 different people. And he got a black belt. You know, arguably, you know, legally blind. And he got, and he's fighting other black belts. He's not fighting rookies. Yeah. It's not like you want to get in the NBA. Okay, go beat up on some playground kids. Yeah. You know, oh good, you can dunk on them. You're in. <laughs> you know, It's it's like if you said you want to be in the NBA and someone's like, all right, here's Shaq.
2: You good know, luck. The, you know the, the LA
0: Lakers Shaq, a little thicker than the Orlando Magic oh, Shaq. Either way, it was still big. Either way, and so it's like, okay. So as long as you beat him, and then you beat Robert Parrish, and you beat Bill Cartwright, you beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you beat Patrick Ewing, you beat Hakeem Elijah one. You um, we'll get you, we'll, we'll we get, you get you. a little. No can No, no, no. no. You gotta do some matumbo. Um, let's just. Mark David Eaton. Robinson. Mark Eaton. Oh. David Robinson. Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton. A lot of people aren't gonna. They're gonna have to scratch back to no Mark Eaton. Can we talk about the brute? Minute the brute Bowl? Minute the brute Bowl. I and mean, we so it's nine. or tenth. I mean, do you go Bill Walton then? I guess. Oh, you gotta go Bill.
1: Big Red, come Big on, red.
0: gotta do it. So, so you got to do you got to do ten one on one games, and we didn't even throw Wilt Chamberlain in there. No. Good, good luck with that. Good luck with that. I mean, I could have made it easy for you and uh, thrown in Dwight Howard as one just because he's such a softy. Oh my God! Don't no, let's not get started on him. <laughs>
1: you took me to a negative place.
0: Just listen. There's no way it's not a negative place with that man. Goodness gracious. Yeah. One of the uh, one of the interesting things. Uh, Now, these days, and he's done it ever since, is when he travels, if you want to bring him out to California, Mm -hmm. they took him out to Tokyo, uh, they bring him out to China a lot, Um, you have to bring a whole family. I like that. He's not flying by himself. Because he said, one of the things is, is that you cannot, you, you can't experience these things by yourself. He goes, it's not that I'm blind. It's nothing to do with me being blind. What's the point of doing any of this? Any of this at all? By yourself if you're gonna be by yourself
1: that's a wise man right there i living in france there were things that i didn't do like i've never been up the yeah, town kind of, i've never walked into notre dame there were things i didn't do because i was like
0: yeah richard put on that <laughs> dress looking looking great dude he's shredded <laughs> he's
1: got a dress and a tie on i love it uh <laughs> but yeah i didn't do those things because i was like i don't want to go up there because I'll never be able to look at someone and say, hey, remember when we went up to Eiffel Tower and saw that view for the first time? I'll just be able to say to myself, hey, John, remember when I went up there by myself and looked at that? It's like there's enough other things for me to see. There's some things you save to do with other people, and I like that. I wish I could take people with me on every trip I go on because...
0: But you do it a little bit differently, right? You, you, Your work and your network and your friends and the people and the things that you've done allow you to travel the cities, come come back here yeah. and, and see me. DC uh, and see live mature. in Vegas and yeah. and see bigger, Bretter Bretter, Vegas fact checker. <laughs> uh you know, go to LA and and see our, see all, all of our friends in Orange County and, and LA, you know yeah. um, Claire and Misty. I uh, love you we, to death.
1: I love them and Claire and Misty if you're listening, we still need a we still need a reunion. We need a
0: reunion. So, uh, here's, here's the crazy thing. As I'm fanboying this guy up, right? The Magic Castle Awards, the, the International Magic Awards. This is why he was wearing the dress as a joke. He goes to them. And a card mechanic has never won you know, any of these awards. So, one, first of all, magic is lost on him, I'm sure, in some capacity, right? Yeah. He does not care. Yeah. And he's not a magician. He'll let you know he's not a magician, right? And he's a cheat, and he's just the best cheat in the world. Yeah, And he just does stuff that no one else can do. Here's the crazy thing. Is he he's, clapping with cards in his hand? Yes, he's clapping with cards in his hand. He's just, a, I mean, he's that dedicated. So he goes out and he does this, and the first time he gets nominated, and he's with all these other people, and some of them are magicians, and then there's him. And dude, it breaks my heart because you see all the things he's accomplished, you've seen the, the wealth of knowledge in this movie that he's got that he's doing things that no one else can do and he doesn't win wow and his composure and his grace in not winning yeah I mean the, the, first of all I can't imagine the, the, the utter utter disappointment right of, of going through that and someone else wins but also someone else wins and you know you're better
1: and a guy with a ponytail at that I know come on Come on, be better than that magic community.
0: I mean, seriously. But I'll, I mean, it, it's one of those things that I am more fascinated by the fact that I don't actually I'm not I'm fascinated by one word. I'm sorry. I'm more blown away by by his composure. I guess fascinated yeah. by his composure. More blown away though by the whole the idea that you're the best, you don't win, and you still applaud.
2: Yeah. I a good man right there. I don't have that. I don't have that.
0: I'm Kanye at that moment. Your Brett, apartment. Lu- Screw Brett, you guys. Ah, God, ah. Brett is Kanye at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> He's grabbing a microphone. I mean, if Brett was friends with him, and Brett was invited, like yeah. his son and wife, right And look, Brett's there, and this guy with a ponytail is trying to walk out Steven Seagal style. Yeah. is beating him up to the microphone, and going, I'm glad you won, but hold on. <laughs> Let me tell you why you actually lost here. Let me tell you why you lost. One of the, uh, one of the things that I found fascinating, so, you know, he has his kid and he's blind. He's been blind for a long time, right? Yeah. He would lay down. He said, I'd lay down with my son every night and tell him stories. And he says, my son never knew if they were real or fake. He goes, but I didn't get to see my son grow. Yeah. But I got to feel him grow. Wow. Every time I touched him, I knew he'd grow a little bit. And we're talking about this moment where you know his son goes to, to to college, and you know he's he's pretty broken up about it. He's misty-eyed about it because his kid's going off to college. Yeah. And I said, you know, what, what do I what do I prepare for? And he goes, You can't, because you're not going to prepare for it. And he goes, But what you're going to do is is you're going to. By the way, he's helping his son make his bed. <laughs> the guy, I can't stress it enough. The dude is blind. Wow. You know, and he's. But he goes. You can't. He goes. What you can do is you've got to embrace all the little moments. Yeah. You can't wait for a big moment to shine. Yeah. You've got to go little moments, little moments, little moments. And his, you know, and his son travels with him, and his son helps him out, and and I think about those things because, like today, my daughter went with me down there. Yeah. And I take Harper to a lot of places, and and in that, you know, and taking her and doing things, right? It's it's um, I don't. I don't want to be here. And what I mean by here is you're watching him go through the cards, and this is one of the heartbreaking moments. He drops the card. And you know where the card is the whole time. There's a camera crew there. They know where the card is. He's blind. Someone could walk over and hand him the card, and they're not. And he just missed it. So now he's down to 51, so he's not playing with a deck of 51. Yeah. But his son's gone. And I think it's more analogous to his son is gone. Yeah. Right? And that one car out of the deck is gone. Something's missing. Something, a little something's missing. You know, uh, I, I talked to you about this a little bit off, off, off mic, but when he talks about his wife, mm-hmm. and I brought it up in the first podcast, when he talks about her, he talks about how much he loves her and how much he loves his son. Each one of those like if, if there's an inspirational moment that inspires you to move forward and, and love your kid more, or love your wife more, do anything more, his love for his wife and his love for his kid and the way he describes it is amazing. You know, it's, I, I forget where I was, uh, but I don't know, we were on the phone somewhere. I go, hey, I love you, man. Like, I love you too. Yeah. See you later. And so I was like, why do you say I love loving you? to your friends like that? And I was like, I'm sorry you don't have friends that you don't say that. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, it's, it would be weird for me not to. Yeah. Because I do love my friends. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I want, I want, what I, I want people to see in my face, enjoy when I talk about my friends. Yeah. I want that aspirational model, that inspirational model of getting back to, Mentors and people around you that drive you and make you go better. Yeah, they should also make you love a little bit more. Yeah, right. Because that's a very vulnerable thing. That's what we're created to do. Yeah, and you know, it, he. Every time I talk about, it, I, I thought about my family and I, I thought about my, my friends, and I was just like, man, you know what? We're we're a little bit different, and but we have calls, and I love you. I mean, Brett, probably the hardest one to hear to say, I love you, back. yeah, well, you know, because he just hangs up, he doesn't even say goodbye. He's the quickest at hanging up. I'm just like, wait, but it's,
1: it's, he's gone. It's like, all right, man, I'm gonna go. And then as soon as he hears you're gonna his, go. Yeah, his time is up. precious. It That's precious. one guy whose time is, is very precious. And that split second where he's gone before you actually say goodbye <laughs> is, is, is valuable to him where my time is not quite as precious. Mine's <laughs> well,
0: not. I mean, my mind's precious when I'm with with Harper, but yeah. I try to engage her and bring her into these things because, it just I think it's so important. I think there's a there's a, a level there of of engagement that you you need to have. You need to you need to go after. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, you know, you're kind of missing out. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Brett does a lot with his daughter, and and it inspired me. And it was inspirational with me doing a lot with Harper, um, probably because my dad didn't do a lot with me. Yeah, you know, uh, so it was important, you know. Where she's been coming to business meetings with me since she was six months old for a lot of reasons. Yeah, but also just because I just didn't want to leave with
1: something. Yeah, and in that you've exposed her to so much, and she's picking up on everything. She,
0: <laughs> she's, she's <laughs> too smart for her own good. She, uh, she knows how to play the game oh, deep yeah. well. She's good. She's pretty good that way. Um, and, damn it, she loves uh, My Little Ponies. Oh, she loves My Little Ponies. She, uh, can we give a shout out to the, 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 the people, the books that you've gotten her? Who are they? Oh, books? Slumberkins. Slumberkins, oh, this so, is, yeah. By the way, nothing to do with Delta.
1: Nar- Narwhal is right here with us. The unicorn of the sea. I mean,
0: come on, that's cute. It's very cute. It comes with a beautiful, inspirational book. On growth. On on growth. And on, you know, taking care of things and knowing how to ask for help and to get out there and do things and try and fail. Yeah. And, folks, this is where I'm good at my job because that's exactly what he did, right? I mean, Richard Turner tried and failed. Yeah. And tried and tried and tried. And a hundred million times later, guess what? A billion people seeing his stuff. Guess what? He succeeded. Boom. Uh, You know, it's... And the growth. I mean, if, there, if there's something you can take away from this that I really took away from this is, he's finally sitting down with his sister going, all right, what's this blind thing all about? <laughs> he's <very laughs> blind. Right? <laughs> is it like being a blind person? Yeah. So and what do you place. mean? You know, I mean, usually I have someone type my emails for me. My son's gone. And he reads them to me. So now he's learning. So he's learning to navigate a keyboard and, and give direction and talk to Siri and, and do all these things. You're just nice. like, this will do this. Yeah. And but he's not never a young a
1: Very nice Nike
0: shirt as well. Very nice Nike Big shirt. Big ups to Uncle Phil, the Northwest. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. Uncle Phil, if you're not sponsoring him. Two things, right? If you're not sponsored by Nike, just to wear cool gear, because he wears Nike shoes, he's got a Nike shirt on. So if you're not sponsored by Nike, get on at Nike. Uh, two, once again, Stanley, if you're not writing a superhero about this guy right yeah. here, and if there's some way artistically that you mm-hmm. could show, almost like X-Men, the, the world and how he sees it, where he could solve crimes wow. or go after people. I mean, he said his son's friends called him Daredevil mm-hmm. because he was
1: a Daredevil. He's like a cross between Daredevil and Doctor Who, or Doctor
0: Strange. Yeah, he is. You're absolutely right. He's a, he's a cross between that, um, but it's... Now look at that, he's still learning from his sister. If I'm his sister, by the way, and I'm trying to teach him, and he's still monkeying around with cards, while he's also trying to one-hand the keyboard, that's an asshole, you put the cards down. Like, I'm freaking out. But at the same time, when you're with him, like, I mean, I spent hours with him, and he never he never once didn't have cards in his hand, and it wasn't a distraction, it was really weird. No. He's just doing stuff. And he's pulling the same cards out, like, I'm watching him, and look, and there's the two spades again. And there's the two spades again hold on, and I'm trying to talk to him and listen, but I was like, eh, there's the two of spades again. Yeah, You know, uh, but once again, he he learned to embrace the blindness. Now there's this young lady sitting down next to him, she's got the same disease that he has where her eyes are just deteriorating. You know, the black spot getting bigger and bigger and bigger and she can only see out of the the, the far corners of her eyes. Like like he says, there's a hat in front of your face. There's only so much you can see and he's inspiring her but more importantly he's also inspiring a ton of kids yeah right he's just he's like look at the cards he's playing that three card Monty and once again playing it better than anyone else because he's blind playing it better than anyone else wow he's like no no listen come on you guys he was telling me about uh he was telling me he was playing poker right? so look at this girl she's looking at the cards really quick and like, that's how she has to see and that's how he used to see that close to the cards wow And out of the corner of her eye, too. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. It's amazing. Yeah. But she's getting inspired by him. Why? Because at his age, he still grew, and he decided to embrace his blindness. Yeah. And then go out and and go after and teach kids. Gosh. And play cards with her. Just seeing her kind of light up, too. That's pretty cool. It's very cool. It's one thing, too. I mean, listen. Not that I'm a slut, but I'm easily inspired. (laughs) Jane, you ignorant slut. (laughs) Jane, you ignorant slut. Not you, Jane Wells. You know it's a quote from the movie, Jane. I've never met
1: Jane. Uh, She's heard about me, and I've heard so many great stories. Someday, Jane, I'm coming to meet
0: you. Jane, we're all going to get margaritas together. But uh, I get inspired easily. I get inspired on phone calls with entrepreneurs. who are just assholes who got $20 million, right? I'm, I'm like, this is so amazing. I'm inspired. This, though... I mean, I got misty-eyed talking to him. I got a little crybaby talking to him because uh, he just, he loves life so much and he's just, he keeps growing.
1: Yeah. Inspiring, being inspired is amazing. What would that be like to actually inspire someone the way he's inspiring her? Like, that would be like, if I die tomorrow, I'm good. Do you not agree that he's probably changing her life? Oh, drastically. Like, he... She will never be the same. Like her future just.
0: And and maybe speaking at a school here, but after the time I spent with him, he's like, hey, keep in touch. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And he's probably dead serious. Yeah. So you know that girl, you know he told her that.
1: Yeah. And he probably calls her.
0: Yeah. I've got to believe that. Yeah. I have to believe it just because of, of, of who he is, right? So he does that, and then he does a school assembly with all the kids. He's like, oh, let's hang out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna trick all of you guys. You can't do this with your hands. Like kids, mind blown, yeah. <laughs> mind blown. Uh, I, you know, I, I guess the only thing, and, and maybe here's the caution, and, I, and how do you do this, and we're old enough to where um, I don't know that it impacts us the same way, mm-hmm. right? But for someone hearing this or seeing this, let's say they're younger. How do you um, not get overwhelmed? How does this inspiration not move to weight? You know what I'm
1: saying? Where it's... I feel pressure to do
0: something. Yeah, or I can't do that and I've got vision. So what does that mean? Sort of good parents kind of. You think so?
1: (laughs) I think so. I think you have to teach your kid to... to, uh, Balance that and have, re- have realistic expectations on yourself without limiting yourself. Knowing that you, if you want to go do something, go do it. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to put in the work and sacrifice. And because, yeah, I mean, how many times has he done that? He's put in the work. Um,
0: do you think that's the bigger thing? Oh, absolutely. It's the 10,000 it hour.
1: It's the 10,000 hour thing. I've been, long believed that, I won't say everyone, but... The majority of high school boys playing basketball, if they really wanted to, they could go to the NBA. But the ones that do, you see, one they were you know either poverty or circumstances create created that drive in them to get out of that situation, so they willingly sacrificed and put in those hours. But you have to sacrifice and you have to give up other things to get to do put the time in to do that and to achieve those levels, right? And with something like professional sports, you have to do it at a young age because you won't, you, you're you you only gonna play at a certain age or you have to achieve, you have to get those skills by a certain age in order to make it. So you've got to sacrifice a lot. So you can do it. You know, a lot of people, there's a lot of people in the NBA that aren't really all that great athletically. You know, there's some phenomenal athletes, but there's people in there that, Really aren't that great athletically, but they put in the time, they put in the effort, and they did it.
0: And then there's the special ones that are gifted athletically that put in the time and effort like they're not. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. LeBron James. Yeah. Kobe. Yeah. I mean I probably probably Kobe and, and Jordan and maybe because of the era of the way we were able to see them as athletes. Yeah. Um, the people that we probably didn't see put in that time and effort that same way. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Larry Bird,
1: not an athlete. <laughs> we can all look at him and say that everything he did was earned. Yeah. And because what else is there to do in French Lick, Indiana?
0: Lick the French? And, I yeah.
1: I mean, he was in a situation where, yeah, I don't know his whole story, but uh, I know he probably wanted out of where he lived. So. Yeah. You put in that time or was just driven to put in the time. And unless you're willing to sacrifice that stuff, you're not going to achieve those levels. And he is,
0: you know, and if you guys watch this documentary, he is sacrificed. Yeah. I mean, to the point where you're watching him lay pool and he's playing with cards. You're yeah. watching with the car, he's playing with cards. He's watching grocery, yeah. groceries, playing cards. He doesn't set him down. No. He doesn't, he doesn't have that... Off switch, almost an obsessive compulsive
1: type thing that he's. Yeah. But it's that's what's gotten him there.
0: That's been the catalyst to get him there. And then you know, but and one of the things I think that maybe people sometimes overlook and and drive and everything else, he's had two people around him, right? He's yeah. His son and his wife that have supported this adventure. Yeah. This crazy thing, and that's dude what i'm sorry you're you're a cheat and an entertainer yeah yeah oh and when you win at card games you just take art home instead of taking their money yeah why okay i mean you can't sit there i don't know that you could look at someone look at the way he's touching this yeah i can't imagine what colors and what vision his eyes are seeing right now but you can't imagine like coming home to your wife and you've got this huge painting It's like, what's this? Oh, it's from the, you know, whatever. Oh, and it's this artist. She's like, okay, what happened? I want a cartoon. I didn't want to take money from my friend. (laughs) That's insane. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. And once again, you're watching this movie. He's got cards in his hand. It's just, it's a a whole different level of of driven. And driven in a a completely different and and, and unique way. You know, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have that part in me. Yeah. And and I guess what I would say is that's okay, right? Yeah. You don't you don't have to have that to be successful. No. But I think you should see that to know that if you want to achieve something and you aren't let's you know if you do the basketball analogy you're Spud Webb you're working as hard as him. Yeah to get there to get there you're working as hard as him to get there yeah so he's he's back by the way we're back at the we're almost at the end of the movie here folks and he's back at the um, magic castle magic castle awards right they're doing the, the awards again and by the way he's lost you know the year prior and he's going back i lose to someone who's inferior to me i don't necessarily go back and with the pompeda Man with the ponytail, you know, the... Uh, ah, the son's not there this time. Was son there? No, son, son was there previous. He's not there. He's at college. Yeah. You know, they, they filmed the, the... Oh, no, son's there. There he is. There's Acer. Uh, but they, uh, you know, close-up magician, by the way, is what they call it. Right? And he's not... But he's not. Yeah. Because he's not performing a trick. He is instead... He's manipulating cards in a way that's never been done before. Yeah. And that's you know that's where I think we we that people miss out. And there he is, Mr. Richard Turner, you know. Um, and it's just, but it's he's invited back again. I don't go back personally. I don't. I don't have the gumption, right? Um, by the way, and there he is. You know, it, documentary or not, he won. About time. About, about damn time, right? About damn time. But he's got you know. His wife walks him up you know, he's giving a speech. Look at the smile and the joy on her face. Uh, I mean, that's just, this is, it's an amazing thing. It, it's an amazing thing to see. It's an amazing thing uh, to, to witness in person. You yeah. know? Not everyone's gonna have the opportunity to, to reach out and spend time with him and trust me. Uh, I want to meet him now. Yeah, I mean, I want to meet him now, right? Maybe, you know, there's- You to
1: go knock on his door and be like, my friend Jason was here. So uh, I think I can be here, right? Can we be Wait. best friends?
0: I swim in the pool, I'll cook for you. You, you have I'll a six foot nine friend yet? Yeah. You got one now. You got one now. Uh, I don't know, I mean, let's, you know, we we got like five minutes left in the movie here. It's not, you know, the documentary. Um, but John, what do you take away from this? I'm just curious. Who? Man. because This is a di- I mean, one, this is a different talking during movies, right? Yeah. This is a this is a, a, a B um, an A of B, right? Yeah, or a B of A I should say. Um, but I don't know man. What do you think? My takeaway?
1: Couple things. Okay. One, for myself, be better. Be better. In every aspect. Just I mean, seeing him with the kids inspiring. It's like, okay. I need to be, like you said, you need to be passing stuff on. I don't know what I have to pass on, but at least spread some joy, you know. Sure. Enrich people's lives in whatever way you can. You know, whether if it's not knowledge, bring some joy to their life. Do something that's enriching other people's lives. You know, uh, two, being better just as a person in what I do. You know, put a little more effort in. I mean, I, I put a lot of effort in, but this shows me there's more. You yeah. know, there's more. There's more that I can do to be to be better. Um and then,
0: don't ever put a limit on anybody. Man, you can't. It, it's funny. I, I, I love, you know it's, I, I love to hear the what you take away? The first thing I take away from this is, man, I'm spoiled. <laughs> I am. I get because I mean, think about today, right? I woke up this morning, I worked out, I hung out with my daughter, We drove over to see Richard. We hung out, we chatted. I mean, I had to just make myself leave only because I had to miss traffic. I just wanted to yeah. miss traffic, and if Harper wasn't with me, I, you know, I, I, I would have stayed longer. But the first thing I take away is like, man, I'm spoiled. This dumb microphone and computer thing. I get to hang out and, and chat with these people that oh, uh, other amazing people don't people. get to. Amazing yeah. people. And then two, I call you and I'm like, hey, I got this uh, idea. A and B, will you help me? And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm really spoiled yeah my friend comes in he's <clears throat> he's working you know he's, he's got ladies blowing up his phone and he's like no I'm going to spend you know three hours with Jepson and I'm going to do a podcast with him even though I don't have to and I'm like, oh man I'm really really spoiled and then I think I get the, the letterman and I, I bring it back to letterman a lot the Letterman side of my brain goes and it's not good enough for the for the time that you spend with people, for the time that you make them be in a microphone, for the time that you have people listening. Yeah. For all of those things, not good enough, man. Yeah. You gotta get better and better. I mean, Bobby lets me use these microphones, you know, the, the, the sound you, Bobby. you know, it gets better and it gets worse. We love you, Bobby. Uh, you know, Dirty Bills, it doesn't have the best acoustics. And we're both
1: wearing dirty bills shirts. We are, Leslie And Leslie, I'm gonna be there tonight, <laughs> which you'll hear this in the future. But I'm stopping by tonight for a night cup. As you should. Uh, so you know, I'm give her the back of my hand and gently
0: stroke her oh, face. She will love that. But it's you Heartbreak. know, <clears throat> to your point, right? I can be better. I should be better. I, it's, the podcast hopefully is getting better. And yeah. there are some dips, as as there is with everything. As we try new things, and we're gonna see how this thing turns out. We're gonna there's gonna be two episodes tomorrow. Maybe you have four hours of content, you crazy assholes. But mm-hmm. uh, it's and it's gonna come out A and B, which I think is hilarious. But. It's, you know, it, I guess, you know, what I take away is, is keep experimenting, keep driving, keep moving forward. Yeah. You know, you don't, it, the only thing you get when you look back, is a back, right? Yeah. Or a rocking chair, doesn't get you anywhere, but it gives you something to do. You yeah. know, all those cute little sayings. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is you don't hear Richard Turner saying or doing any of those things. No. He just kept practicing. Just listen. Just, just listen. You know, and that's the thing, right? Where if I can take away the other thing, is I, I just live it, you know. But Vanessa Mar- Marcel, my, my friend in LA, she's inspired by Gary Vee, and, you know, he inspires a lot of people. I can't wait to share this with her, yeah. only because of who he is. Like, yeah. Vanessa, don't listen to me. If you're listening to this part, Vanessa, and you're this deep in, I'm sorry. Like, I've wasted your time for, for at least some of this. Mm-hmm. You're too busy. You've got kids, and you've got acting, and you, you just, you're, you're an amazing wife and everything else. Married to MC or engaged, I don't know. I don't think your personal life is inconsequential, but how amazing you are. But
1: Vanessa, go to www.slumberkins.com and get your children a plush
0: narwhal with book on growth. Book on growth, exactly. <laughs> Do it. Maybe. Today is about you by growth. Today is about you by growth. But uh, yeah, I mean, folks, if you can take away from this A and B part series, is one, um, you barely heard me talk in A because his stories were great, Jane Wells. You're welcome. I didn't I didn't overtake with stories and have to try to keep up. I just <laughs> I just let him run and it was amazing. And B, you know, we fanboyed out a little bit, but if you're not if you haven't watched Delt and, and you didn't hear A, you're missing out, man, because you, you can't understand, you can't wrap your mind around what this man's accomplished. And if that doesn't move you in some way to go help your neighbor, to go do anything. Shame on you. Guess what? You're not on my team. You yeah. know, I'll steal from Joe Rogan and be like, listen, this this guy's a hundred percent team people. He's helping people. He's going out, he's doing stuff and he's inspiring. He's not motivating, he's inspiring. Yeah. yeah. He's not there to motivate you, he's there to inspire you. And uh, he's done it, so. That's the magic. That is the magic. So there's uh, there's part A and B, uh, the first, maybe the last, I don't know when I'll have another have an opportunity to do this again. Um, it looks like we might do Isla Dogs for um, Austin so Petalife on, Sunday. on yeah. Sunday, which will be fun. I get, a, I get a double dose of John, which I'm always blessed yeah. to have. Saturday morning, uh, we'll do Harper's birthday party, which will be fun. And now you guys are like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is boring as shit. Listen, this is my personal life, so shut up. Yeah. Uh, no, but listen, I'm always blessed, uh, always honored to have you on. Uh, this is going out tomorrow. I'm gonna edit all this wow. stuff tonight. His and this one. It's a move it's a bold move, Con. It's a bold. Move. See, and that's that's why you keep rambling until you get one more zinger from John. All right, you guys, calm down.
1: Thank you, Jason Bateman, for that. Dodgeball. Thank you, Jason
0: Bateman, and Dodgeball. I Those cite my sources. Movie. Cite my sources. The appendix of X. Uh, but yeah, folks. So there it is. A uh, and B. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, go see Delt, It's on Amazon Prime. It's on iTunes, it's on Google Play, Vimeo, Netflix I believe, it's, it's everywhere so go check it out, um, watch it, reach out to Richard Turner and tell him how amazing he is and keep up the good work and uh, yeah, and on that note, once again, round two, you're going to hear my little girl sing about the time she dropped a deuce, Boom. enjoy. <laughs> I did the
2: poop, I did the poop, I did the poop, I did the poop. How fun so Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha,
0: ha uh-huh. ha, uh-huh. uh-huh. uh-huh.